Good morning, my beautiful friends, wherever you are. So today we shall talk about tamasic planets, also points, because Rahu and Ketu are not really planets. They are abstract points in space. Okay, we'll get to that later. But speaking of tamasic planets, you got to understand this from the tamasic energy perspective, which is to say tamas planets generally want to ground generally want to make physical whatever it is that a person wants to quote-unquote achieve in the physical world. Remember, everything is a vibration in the universe. So, whatever we are saying we want to achieve in the physical world is just temporary, first of all. First of all, it's temporary. It's based on time. It's based on only what you consider worthwhile achieving in the physical let it be career partnerships wealth money etc even real estate there's nothing real about it you cannot own the land the land owns you okay so whatever we are trying to achieve through the tamasic means <coughs> excuse my throat today is um, is basically an illusion of sorts but this is what we work through. This is the tendencies of tamasic planets we bring through past lives. And we work through that, through this lifetime. So understand tamasic planets not as something bad or not as something evil or not as something to be avoided. It is something to be worked through. The whole purpose of me giving this podcast is for a broader and deeper view of what these planets really represent in our charts and how we can work through them. My coffee. It's early in the morning. Okay, so let's get to the first tamasic guy. The first tamasic planet is Mars and he's encapsulated as the warrior. He's a soldier. Think of the energy of a soldier on a battlefield. That's Mars. He's got drive. He's got aggression. And he is this funny thing about Mars. He is selfless action. Mars doesn't know who he is. He's just a warrior. He's just taking orders and getting things done. It's the get shit done energy is the Mars energy. He's a soldier. He's a protector. And he's a warrior. He also stands for the physical active guy or the lady. He's a mover. She is a hunter. He or she has the passion to get material things done. That's why Mars is the Karaka or the doer of the fourth house. The house of property. Cars. Getting fancy cars and driving it. Active in the body. The one who gives us house and vehicles. That's the Mars energy. The drive to achieve through physical activity and passion. Mars is also for passion because it gives the drive. It provides energy to wherever it stands in. Suppose Mars is in the first house looking in the seventh house. You will be very aggressive towards your spouse. If Mars is in the second house looking at the eighth house, you will be very aggressive in sexual intimacy matters. So it's like that. So Mars has got the provides drive and energy to wherever it sits in. He's the soldier. 
he's got drive he's got aggression so he's got energy which is personal and external to get things done he's got the fire he's got the drive he's got passion okay that's the mars energy the mars the planet the first of the tamasic ones the second of tamasic one planets is saturn now saturn is much feared in vedic astrology and many other astrologers so saturn is what who is saturn saturn is the rebel the rebellious one the worker the outcast the pragmatic the pessimistic and the frugal get the energy of all of this this is what saturn stands for <coughs> we go through that again he is the rebellious saturn is the rebel okay he rebels wherever it sits in in the in whichever house in the chart he is a worker he likes to work daily he is the brick and mortar guy he put things together step by step he think of him as the mason who is building the house brick by brick that is saturn he is not a magician he doesn't get everything done at once he goes thinks of doing things day by day hour by hour minute by minute year and in months and years to come he is also the outcast nobody likes saturn thrown out of the society he is pragmatic very very pessimistic saturn is very pessimistic this is what if depend if it sits in the first house a person will be very depressive in his head or her head very frugal saturn is not a spendthrift it will control the spending wherever spending of energy even spending just doesn't mean in terms of monetary gain it may even mean spending in terms of energy we are all spending energy in one way or the other in this dimension he is the quiet laborer he is the bureaucrat he is practical he is an administrator works through fear and worry this is how saturn teaches the karmic lessons that's why he's called the lord of karma works through the fear and worry we all have fears we all have worries saturn is the one who works through this this is the lesson we are all here to learn go through something deals with hidden secrets underground resources lower dimensions of existence the shadow aspects we all know about shadow we all know about death saturn is a lot of death the underworld okay it's about hidden secrets so saturn always deals with hidden stuff that's why he's the lord of the 12th house karaka of the 12th house and the karaka of the 8th house it's all about hidden stuff spirituality is about hidden stuff and these two are the most spiritual houses the 8th and the 12th one is about occult and mysticism one is about renunciation saturn is the provider of energy for both <coughs> saturn demands respect through slow and steady work in life saturn demands a lot of respect that's why these people with good powerful saturn make powerful positions in administration in governance the top positions in government have a people have a very powerful saturn in their chart by the way so it's not all bad seeking to slow down contraction of any 
quality of the house it sits in. So Saturn, wherever it sits in, it reduces it. It seeks the contraction of it. Ability to stop even the most negative aspects of the most negative houses. For example, 6th, 8th and 12th houses are called in Vedic astrology Dushtana houses or the bad houses. 6th house is for disease and enemies. 8th house is for sudden losses and gains and death. And 12th house is for giving away losses, spirituality, renunciation. They are considered negative houses. But Saturn, if it looks at any one of these in aspects, we'll talk about aspects in the later podcast, will slow down anything. It's like a fat guy. It's like a fat guy sitting in a house. It will slow down everything that it sits in. The slowing down energy, that's why it's also called the Lord of Time. It will give wisdom, but with harshness. Saturn is harsh. It teaches through experience. Life experience is what Saturn is about. That's why it's also called the Lord of Karma. Whatever you live through life, not through textbooks, not through learning a number of books, let it be of whatever faith you are of, it doesn't teach through that. It teaches through hard life experience. That's the Saturn. It's ironical because Saturn, whatever gifts it brings you after this experience, it will make you keep. It will not even allow you to give it away because you have earned the practical wisdom to handle that aspect of life. Difficulties of practical life through loss, death, disease, hard work. Saturn is an old person, old, harsh, an impoverished teacher. It's the one who is a prophet, is the one who is renounced, is the old man with a beard who is all haggard. Think of Saturn like that, who has learned the hard lessons of all weathers of life and now is in a position to teach and impart the wisdom which will never go away. That's Saturn. It is into seeking fame. This is another side of Saturn. Saturn wants fame. Saturn demands respect. See, this is the difference between Jupiter and Saturn. Jupiter commands respect. Saturn demands it. That's why he's the rebel. Saturn wants to work for humanity. Wants wants to selflessly help the whole world. This is the beautiful aspect of Saturn. He wants to help. He's selfless. Wants to ground. Why? Because Saturn is a gaseous planet, even physically. It is seeking to ground. It's very airy. It's very etheric. That's why people with Saturn, more powerful, have got a lot of gas-related issue, bloating. Because Saturn is a gaseous planet. It wants to ground. It wants to materialize things. Saturn is also about, in health terms, it's about bones and cartilage. It's the thing that provides physical actualization in this dimension. That's why it is tamasic. Okay. Now we come to the tricky ones. The first one of the abstract points in space. This is Rahu and Ketu. Or the North Node and the South Node of the Moon. Now in Western astrology they will put it as North Node is the direction or the destiny of your life and South Node is what you accomplished in the previous life. Partly true. I would say partly true. Not entirely. So what is Rahu and Ketu? Rahu and Ketu are the points in space. 
where the orbits of the moon around the earth and the orbit of the earth around the sun. Think of these two orbits, they are two separate circles and they intersect at some point. The north part of that intersection is called Rahu or the north node. The south part of that intersection point, it's a virtual point in space, is called Ketu or the south node. Okay, so what does Rahu stand for as per Vedic astrology? He is the obsessive guy, obsessive compulsive woman or the man. Obsessive compulsive drive energy in us is Rahu. He is the imposter. He behaves like the lord of the sign it sits in. That's what is called as the dispositor or one who disposes that particular energy to the house. For example, if Rahu is in the seventh house, you'll be obsessed about having relations with the opposite sex. You'll be obsessed about intimate relationships. Why? Because it sits in the seventh house. Suppose the lord of the seventh house is Mars, then you'll be even more into it. It'll act like Mars. If the lord of the seventh house Jupiter, then he will want to make you act like Jupiter. That's what I mean by imposter. Rahu is an imposter. He doesn't have a personality of his own. He just acts like the person or the lord of the house it sits in. Next quality, it explodes or over amplifies the house qualities it sits in. Over amplification, this is explosion, this is not like Jupiter energy, don't confuse, this is a tamasic energy. It exaggerates everything, Rahu is an exaggerator. It wants to make things larger than life, to feel something. Rahu is the energy in all of us which is obsessive about something. It has the characteristic of endless wanting, never satisfied. Rahu is never satisfied. It is the head of the demon. Rahu and Ketu are characterized in Vedic astrology as the head of the demon and the body of the demon. Rahu is a head, the body is Ketu. So it's endless wanting. Rahu can keep eating and never be satisfied. It doesn't have a tummy to fill. It's just the head continuously eating something. It's also called the one who wants to take, hold and release. Because it moves on to the next stuff. Rahu is constantly obsessive. This is the obsessive energy in all of us. Understand it in energetic terms. Okay? It's obsession and exaggeration through sign and through house. What do I mean by sign? There are 12 zodiac signs and there are 12 houses. Okay? If you, if you want more details of the houses and everything, watch my YouTube channel of the Progressive Astrology part 1 and then you will see what the houses mean the houses as per Vedic astrology so it will do obsession and exaggeration through sign and house it is into moving desire for materialistic aspect this is the reason why Rahu in Vedic astrology is called Bhoga Karaka Bhoga means to enjoy material um, gains, material benefits okay Rahu wants to materialize everything through obsession of the external world. Rahu is wherever it sits, it wants the material aspect of that. That's why the tamasic. Okay, so now the next, the counterpart of that who sits 180 degrees apart from Rahu is Ketu. The reclusive is the opposite energy of Rahu. 
Ketu is reclusive, is withdrawn, introverted, doesn't want anything to do with the external world. One might think this is spiritual, but it isn't. You're not participating in the world, you're not very spiritual. We have come here to participate and make something real, yet to be detached. This is the paradox of spirituality. So, Rahu is reclusive, withdrawn, introverted. He is an imposter. Again, he behaves like the Lord and the sign it sits in. This is just a point 180 degrees apart from Rahu. So, wherever Rahu sits, right opposite to him will be Ketu. <coughs> so, if your Rahu is in the 8th house, you will be obsessed about sex and intimacy and occult. But it's in the 2nd house, so you will be detached from family wealth. I have seen this personally in charts. So, it implodes or oversimplifies or detaches from the house qualities it sits in. This is an endless dissolution or endless non-attachment of things. You might have seen this in practical life. People have things, but they are not attached to it. How is this person having all this wealth and doesn't bother about the wealth? They are not enjoying the wealth. This Ketu is the reason why people have things, but they are not really invested in it energetically they are like detached from it that's the ketu energy ketu provides stuff but it doesn't make you enjoy it makes you withdraw from it this is another form of tamas or another form of illusion it is not spirituality spirituality is not an illusion it is more real than the material but anyway we digress so endless dissolution non-attachment letting go and withdraw through sign and house whichever sign and house it sits in ketu or the south node of the moon will make you withdraw from that aspect or the things of that house okay it is into letting go of the materialistic aspect through dissolution of external needs and attachments so we have here the Rahu which wants to go towards material opposite end on the other side the tail of Rahu some western astrology even refers to it as the dragon's head and the dragon's tail and Vedic astrology refers to it as the demon's head and the demon's body so all kind of negative connotations are given but basically it's the energy of obsession and the opposite energy of non-attachment or dissolution withdrawing from one thing going towards another thing so it's an axis of energy in our charts which makes a person move towards certain things or want certain things and not attach towards the opposite side of that in actuality if you see there is nothing like that it's just the obsession compulsion of the person for example if you have two people with opposite Rahu Ketu one has Rahu in the 8th house and Ketu in the 2nd house another person has Rahu in the 2nd house and Ketu in the 8th house these people will have completely opposite views of life one is obsessed about wealth and family doesn't bother about spirituality or cult or money (coughs) and the other person is obsessed about occult and doesn't bother about money but these two are just opposite ends of the same spectrum it's just an obsessive compulsive energy of the mind and of what kind of karmas we bring in what kind of issues did we have last life that we want to experience more in this lifetime that's all it comes down to folks the astrological perspectives 
should give you an idea of what is the soul driving or wanting to experience in this lifetime. Remember we spoke of soul as just something that wants to expand, wants an experience and use the experience in the physical as a means to derive expansion. That's the main quality of the soul. Okay, so this is my take, brief take on the Tamasic planets. Tomorrow we'll discuss other aspects. Keep a watch on this. Go to my YouTube channel if you require detailed presentations. The link is linked up in the description of the podcast channel. And I'll see you tomorrow with more stuff on Vedic Astrology. Have a great day and be safe.